Fellas, 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 man. How y'all doing? We halfway through the week. We at hump day. What's what's going on, man? What's going on with folks? How, how y'all doing? I'm good, man. Just, you know, living life, uh, you, working you know, on content, getting another step closer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't complain. You know, I got a job. I'm breathing. I'm not out here, um, you know, 40, 40, 40 shorty, you know. So, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Wait, what you mean you not out here 40 shorty? What you what you mean? You know what I mean when I say I'm not out here 40 shorty. You know? <laughs> I, I don't. You gotta elaborate on that. You gotta elaborate. Are, are you, you know saying $40 that gets you back in the Are day. you saying you know that you don't gotta give the 40? You ain't gotta receive the 40. Cause I, I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. You know what I mean? This is a this is a family show, but I don't I don't been on both sides of the lending tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I did what I had to do to get where I had to go to get some food, get a ride. You know what I mean? You know, the definite gentleman y'all see today wasn't always me. You know what I mean? It was a point in time where it was some th- for some detergent, but that you know we ain't even gonna go there right now. <clears throat> the clothes got washed, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Right. Now, fellas. Uh, Chris, I know that you're you're up in Boston in that area, and I know that you're leaving soon. Congratulations, by the way, because I don't, I've not heard. Of I saw anybody. it through, my boy. I saw I it through, ne- my boy. I, I have never heard anybody in my life say, "Hey, man, you know where I'm trying to be at? Boston. That's where I I'm didn't. I, that was no, no. That wasn't how it was. It was the right opportunity. No, I'm so not I saying see. you were that way. I'm saying you did what you had to do. Like, I, I, it was a means again, to an end. Exactly, it was a means to an end. But we got some very interesting news out of Boston. <laughs> Apparently, there is someone who has ordered a Jason Tatum calendar. Okay. Now, granted, granted, this is not as bad as some of you all are thinking, because I know what y'all think when you hear a full calendar of one human being. It's not that type of calendar. It is of it is 12 separate action shots of him playing basketball now instead of doing the traditional would you rather we are asking whether or not it's okay for a person to have a a grown man to have a calendar of their favorite player go ahead ahead. here's the thing here's the thing i didn't say this in pre-production but i actually have come up with one scenario where it's okay okay if if you are buying it as a collector's item and they're one of the greatest players of all time and like you hear like, oh, no, Michael Jordan has pneumonia or something like that. And you like, wait a minute, he 90, 91 with pneumonia. Hey, hey, bro, what what can we get? From I, 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 I still don't think that's the case. I think because that's OK. I no, think that's all right. I don't. Still not because. No, wait a minute. You said it was okay. Oh no! Look, look, look. Oh, we I said, I said it was okay if a shorty had a full Jason Tatum calendar. If a kid, even if it was a ten-year-old kid that had a full Jason Tatum calendar, y'all disagree. But I said kids is off limits. A kid can have a full kids Jason are off limits. Tatum. Yeah, kids, kids can do what they want. It's like you're a kid. You don't know nothing. Yeah. But if you're a grown man, I don't care what's happening. It's so many collectors' items that you are going to place above a calendar. You've never heard somebody hitting it rich off flipping the calendar. But that's the exact, that's the genius of it. You got to realize we're not talking. Like, bro, if you got a calendar with Spencer Halls on it, like, yeah, you're crazy. That's that's not, that'll <laughs> never get you a return on your investment. Congratulations. You just blew 30 or however many dollars on Amazon. But if you're talking like, oh, LeBron James is like 85 and like, 
you know, he's like really up there and like, oh no, he was in a car crash or something. And like, they don't know if he's going to pull through. And like all the other collectible items are sold up. You Like you just said, nobody's thinking about a calendar. So you exactly. get a calendar and boom, that's one of the <laughs> and you're last you're never going to be able to flip it. You get this again. again if you want it for bro. 20, you're going to flip it for 35. And you know what? You $15 richer than you want. That's three high readies. That's three nah, high readies no, right there. No, I ain't going to no. lie to y'all, bro. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. God rest his soul. Even if you bought a Kobe Bryant 12 month calendar, I still would be like, all right, bro. That, that, think, about it, think, about it, think about it. 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 Right? Just right. Grown men typically buy the Playboy calendar, right? And mm-hmm. put that every month they change like, ooh, this is Miss September. Ooh, this Miss October. You buy a calendar as a grown man and it's a man on the same man on every month. That's a little different. That that That's glazing to the foot. Like, what type of fandom is that? Hey, you know? man. Hey, man. Can I, can I let you in on something right now? A Kobe Bryant wall calendar is going for 50 right now. That's a pretty good return on a potential 10 to $15 investment. That's nah, pretty good. Bro, nah, bro. Nah, like, bro. That's the scenario I was going to sell. This is years. Flip. And mind you, this is years after his passing. Like, we're not talking that, about, like, right when we're... If we were at the precipice and there was, like, the thought of, like, like oh, no, like, he's going slowly and, like, oh, no... Like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's cancer is metastasizing or or whatever the case may be. Not wishing none of this on none of these people. I hope they all live to 100. I hope they all live very healthy lives. And, you know, as long as they want to live. But I'm just saying, just just for that investment purpose, yes. But any anything outside that, like if I go in your crib, if like anybody who knows me knows, I love my brothers in the bond. The canes behind me are for Cap Alpha South Fraternity Incorporated, all that good stuff. If one of my line brothers, Actually, I'll take it a step further. I was only blessed with one blood brother. I only have one brother who me and him, same mom, same dad. And let me tell you this right now. He listens to the pod. I love you, Kevin. I know you out there listening right now. I'm going to tell you right now because I know you're going to text my phone. I know you never do this. But if I came home and I saw a 12-month calendar of any my brother's a huge wrestling fan let me come home and see CM Punk 12 times (laughs) let me come home and see Seth Rollins 12 times The Rock 12 times I own everything I love. I'm disowning you. I just, I just lost a brother that day. Listen, I just, listen. I'm gonna listen. hold a fake funeral and all because I don't know you no more. Nah, I'm gonna nah, go nah, stand I, at the gravesite in in all black, holding a little umbrella, just standing there real somberly because I need the full impact. Because you can't be no brother of mine doing nothing like that. No. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Not gonna hold. Y'all know my brother got some crazy names for himself. I'm not gonna say on the show. Crazy names for himself. <laughs> yeah. If I go home to my mom's house in Florida and see any type of calendar on his wall, it's getting set on fire. I ain't no questions, ain't no thought, ain't no nothing. Like, hey, bro, I need that. I got dates, important dates on there. Well, you should have wrote them down. You should have <laughs> listen. But that's see, that's your little brother. So you you supposed to give a guy. That's my big brother, man. If my big uh, brother, you older me. <laughs> if you if you don't know the rules by now, you ain't never gonna learn the rules. I'm done. I'm done here. I ain't got no brothers, man. Somebody asked me, hey, I got I got two whole sisters, two half sisters. That's pretty much it, man. You know, I ain't got no. I ain't. Mm-mm. So no. you telling me you telling me a twelve month uh, Roman Reigns calendar enough for your brother to be out the picture? 
Let me tell you something. I'm going to look him dead in his eye, and I'm going to say, I hope the tribal chief was worth it. I hope the tribal <laughs> chief was worth it. Don't call me oos. Don't call me none of that. We are not nothing. We are not nothing to each other no more, man. So, so Josh, you would be cool? You would be cool with it if you saw... Who's your brother's favorite athlete? Uh, Cole. And you would be cool if you walked in his crib. No, that's saw low, that's low. Honestly, honestly, if you're an adult, you just need straight nature shots on your calendar. I'm trying to see uh for October, I need to see some Listen, leaves or some I wouldn't even, my I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't even be mad if he had like the last Ch- Lakers that three-peated, like he had that last year's championship roster calendar and was yeah. like, Yeah, I just get it updated every year because like as, as a commemorative thing to Cole, like I just get it updated every year. It's the same 12 dudes doing the same 12 things, but it's just new dates or whatever. But 12 of just him? Hey, yo, what's going on here, bro? <laughs> That's like, wild. Is, you're acting unruly, man. You did, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> these folks in the chat. These folks in the chat. Boy, I tell you. Um, that 12-month calendar, What what's this name? Lydell C2696. We need to throw you in a special type of jail that rhymes with Borny. You thought I was we, feeling you? We <laughs> need, just some new months. <laughs> we need to throw you in a special type of jail. Hey, yo. Hey, he said an ice spice calendar. Hey, she got some wild pics on Twitter, though. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Some Chris, you need to be in jail with him. You're going to be his cellmate because <laughs> y'all two have a lot in common, apparently. Hey, at least we know he's going to have a calendar for us. <laughs> well, 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 folks, we got some actual sports to talk about. The NFL leading up to its championship. The the uh, NCAA had one of the most lopsided championships of all time. And teams that got booted out of the playoffs. Ooh, we, what a sight. Peyote. Uh, Packers pack is in the air. The AR-12 pack is in the air. And boy, is Detroit puffing on it all offseason long. And lastly, does the NBA have a scoring problem? We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Facts Over Acts. Does that sound like a good episode to y'all? Sound good to me. Great show. Great show. All righty. Well, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man to pay, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me, King Gibbs. Now, fellas, the NFL playoffs are officially set. No more playoff picture. No more who's in, who's out. I would like to say this, though, and looking at these teams that are in and out, boy, I'll tell you, the Patriots not being in and two AFC East teams making it, Boy, uh, somebody, somebody in hell is getting some ice water right now. Somebody is getting some <laughs> ice water down there right now. But with that being said, on the AFC side, the matchups are as follows for the Super Wild Card Weekend that's coming up. We got the Chargers going to visit the Jags. We got the Ravens going to take on the Bengals for the third time this year. And we have the Dolphins going to the Bills, another divisional matchup. That's going to see a third-time rematch on the NFC side. We have the Cowboys going to Tampa to take on the Bucks. The Giants headed up to Minnesota or headed down to Minnesota, I guess, to the west, to Minnesota, to take on the Vikings and the Seahawks in another divisional matchup going to Candlestick. What is it? Candle? Candle what stadium? What's what's the what's the their um I forget the name of it. You know what? They're headed out to the bay to take yeah. on the 49ers. <laughs> That's all we need to know. They're headed out to San Fran to take on the 49ers. Fellas, tell me 
which matchup is most intriguing to you? Which one do you think will be the most entertaining for your personal sensibility? Um, <clears throat> on the AFC side, it's since the entertaining, I, I think Chargers Jacksonville is what we're looking forward to this weekend. I have uh mm-hmm. the Chargers winning this game in a shootout, but I think if if you look at the AFC, all of these teams could be in these positions for the next decade. The oldest quarterback in the playoffs on that side is Patrick Mahomes at twenty seven. So I think that we get to see a shootout between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, which I think are our two guys are going to have pretty, at least good careers. You know, I I, I think it's is really interesting as as to whether or not Lamar is going to play at all against the Bengals. He ain't playing. He, you know, it, all the money that's on the line. What they say on TikTok? Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else. Get somebody else to do it. Chris, which game is most entertaining to you uh, for this for this here uh, weekend? All right, so for the for the NFC, hey, y'all call me crazy for crazier things. For the NFC, them Giants and them Vikings, I'm not gonna hold you up. If the Giants win, who's surprised? Who, who's surprised? Honestly, who's I got surprised? the Giants winning. Exactly. Like, 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 come on, come on. Let's keep it a buck here. Let's keep it a buck here. Like, right. They rested all their players. Saquon's on a re- re- revenge tour because he was injured. Kirk Cousins, not the best, but he's decent at times. But I really believe Daniel Jones is who, no, Der- Daniel Jones was who people think Derek Carr is. Really. Like, he don't have the numbers like Carr, yeah. but as far as overall impact and playing with a lot less that's Daniel Jones. I feel like That's he Daniel win games. You know what I mean? Exactly. And Derek Carr, yeah, he got the arm strength. He got the talent around him. Now he didn't always have it. He had the numbers, but he didn't know how to win a game. That's the most interesting. On the AFC, I got to disagree. You know, I really don't like people start. We got to slow down, right? People saying Trevor Lawrence, the top five QB in the league right now. We got to slow down. Like, I get it. He, he had a drastic turnaround. I didn't think he was going to be this good that quick. But. It's got to be, it, it, it has to be the Bills and the Dolphins for a couple reasons, right? The Bills are notoriously known for having a great regular season and then playing like a completely different team in the playoffs, right? Last year was the first time we saw signs of life from the Bills in the playoffs where it was like, okay, the Bills actually could win the Super Bowl. So, right. you know, and the Dolphins actually offensively, they have the weapons to play tough anybody, play anybody tough. So, yeah, their quarterback position is shaky, but also, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you don't need much of a quarterback throw the ball to them two guys, you know. They're going to be open. I mean, that sounds good in theory, but the Bills got two of the best safeties in the game and one of the best corners in the game. And uh, as long as Tua Head keeps smacking off that carpet, uh, I don't think Tua is going to play. I don't think oh, no, no, two is definitely not gonna play. I don't I don't think he's I think he's done for the season, but um that I, I completely understand where he Yeah, comes but from that now. that's the only game that go 50 50 to me. The, the AFC pretty much a set 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 playoff run to me. I'ma tell you this. I'ma tell you this. I don't think that any games on the uh, AFC side are gonna be like that riveting, except Chargers and Jaguars, because you never know which team you're gonna get with either one of them. You never know. You you literally, <laughs> it's just like, they they just kind of show up and hope like, hey, hopefully we get all our guys going well today because, well, you know, we can do some good things. But here's the uh, here's the, the game that I'm looking at that I just, if this game ain't exciting, listen, I, I would be shocked and surprised to say the least. 
That uh, Cowboys and Buccaneers game, and let me tell you why. The Cowboys are like, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what the problem is, but they are they up there with the Cleveland Cavaliers in terms of world's best salesmen. And anybody who want to get mad at me about that, any Cowboys fan who want to get mad at me about that, please remember this. The Cavaliers have a more recent championship than the Cowboys. So just take that into consideration for a second. Now, with that being said, the Cowboys always find a way to sell, but this year's Bucks are terrible. So it's like, how do you find a way? Is, will the Cowboys find a way to bungle this one? Will um, they do it? Will I they have, actually do it? I have the Bucks winning 23 to 20. And and then and then is this Brady Swan song? Is this the game where like because objectively speaking, there's no way. There's no way that the Bucks should win this game. Like literally none. They're banged up everywhere. There's not a single position group where you can't say that they've lost a significant piece to injury so far this yep. year. You're looking at a Cowboys team that was quite literally in position to not only compete for, but win the one seed had they won and the Eagles lost. The Eagles had to play Jalen Hurts in order to get the one seed this last game against, I believe, who did they play the last game? The Giants, was it? Um, I believe so. They played the Giants who arrested everybody and they still needed to play Jalen Hurts. This is a Cowboys team that everything says, remember coming into the season, folks said, oh yeah, the Cowboys definitely going to win the division. And what did I say? I'm going to go with the Eagles because no team has won it back to back. No team has won it back to back. The Cowboys always find a way. The Cowboys always find a way. I want to see if they're going to find a way to sell this or I want to see if Brady finds a way to take another L on the way out because this is just, oh, what a time. What a time to be alive. What a time. I love it. I love it. I love to see this. This is going to be a real good game. And and this saves us from all of the sports talk shows having like four hours dedicated to both the Cowboys and Tom Brady. Like now you yep. got to kind of merge them in Wrap one. that up. Yep. You got to merge them in one. Wrap, wrap this malarkey up. Please and thank you. So <laughs> I, I think that that's the game that to me, oh, that's the one I want to see. Now, moving on from there, in terms of predictions, for the playoffs. Who do y'all have going all the way as of right now? Who do y'all have taking it all as well? Mm, it's a little, it's a little tough just because I, I think this year is different because they they generally sail once they make it f- deeper in the playoffs. Coming out of mm-hmm. the AFC side, I got uh Buffalo. And coming out of the NFC side, I got Philadelphia. I had Philadelphia winning the Super Bowl at the start of the season. I'm gonna stick to that. Okay. All right. Who you got? Who you got, Chris? You know, I'm going Chiefs and Niners, man. I really like the Niners. Yes, they own a third string quarterback, but this is the healthiest they've been other than quarterback position in forever, in forever, you know. And they really, really look like they got a chip on their shoulder. They went, they the only team in the playoffs really that to me went all in this season to go go all in. You know, they traded away a lot of stuff for Christian McCaffrey and a couple other guys on that team. And I think that that this is their time to really, really turn the tables and try to get a Super Bowl. I believe that every team must knock on the door before they break it down. And the Buffalo Bills knocked on the door last year. They were, wait, no, no, no. They weren't in the AFC Championship. They lost no, the they lost them. Yeah, yeah. So that is that's what informs this take for me. I believe that the uh, Bills are not quite ready yet. I think they still got one more year of knocking left. 
I think they have one more year knocking. I think the AFC, I don't know how, I don't know why, but we all thought Pat Mahomes loses uh, uh, one of the fastest receivers the NFL has ever seen. And not just a speed guy, because when you think about speed guys, you think about Willie Galt, you think about um, maybe even a, a, a guy like a, um, what's that kid's name from the Broncos? He was from the Broncos. Uh, Eddie Royal, maybe even yeah. a, 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 I don't know if Dante Hall would be straight line speed, but maybe even a, a guy like that or Darius Hayward Bay. You think of guys like that and you say, Speed don't always translate, but Tyreek Hill has found a way to put it together and turn into an amazing, a great, great, great receiver. And yet, they they got better after losing them. They they win more games after losing them. I'm gonna tell you this: if those tackles can hold up just a little bit, this this is the Chiefs Super Bowl. The only problem with that, to me is if the NFC is bad enough to let the Eagles in without having to knock on the door first. Because I think if their matchup in the Super Bowl is the the Eagles, I don't think the Chiefs stand a chance. I don't think they do. But if the Chiefs get the team that I think they're going to get, I think they're going to get the 49ers. I think that the... Uh, yeah, I think, the Eagles agree, everybody! I think, I think that the Chiefs... I think that the Chiefs win it. I think the Chiefs win it. And let me tell you why. You cannot go into the Super Bowl betting on one thing, and that's it. You can't go into the Super Bowl saying to yourself, hey, man, we're going to run this ball, and we're going to be all right. That that Chiefs team, as much as people like to think of them as a finesse and, and soft team and all that, their strongest points of that defense are all up the heart of the defense. You got defensive tackle Chris Jones, Mike Linebacker, Bolton, uh, Sneed at safety. The best of everything they have is right up the middle of that defense. Hey, hey, Gibbs, so if, they got rid of Sorensen too. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to get rid of Sorensen. Got to get rid of him. Again, I, I don't know who you had picks of, but, you know, hey, to me, I think that this is a very simple case. I think that the Chiefs, I think Pat Mahomes gets his second. But with that being said, with that being said, if the if the Eagles come out the NFC, I reserve the right to go ahead and switch my pick there. Because if the Eagles get in without having a knock, they have a defensive line that is going to eat that Chiefs offensive line alive. And they have a wide receiver core and a running back group. I Listen, listen, I'm just telling listen. you. I'm the just Eagles match up well, but if you think about what the Eagles do well, right? The Chiefs do it better. The Chiefs do it better offensively, I'm saying, offensively. But they but that's the thing though. The Eagles have so many different ways that they can attack you. Like the the 49ers have different weapons, and that's great. It's great to have Kittle. It's great to have uh Debo. It's great to have C Mac. At some point in time, you're gonna need your quarterback to make a winning throw in winning time. And, and to me, to me, if you're asking who do I trust more, because at the end of the day, I think that those two are going to be the two teams that meet in the NFC Championship. And last time the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, I want to say Jimmy Garoppolo completed four passes, but that was against the Packers defense that against the run, they just were not physical enough. They were not strong enough at that point of attack. That Eagles team, baby, that is a – that team is – if you think you're going out physical them at the point of attack, good luck. Tell me how that works out for you. I'd, I'd love to see how that works out for you. So, I mean, when I talk – then when I go to look at the Eagles against the Chiefs, I see it like this. The Eagles not only have the, the running game with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, they also have the option 
of the quarterback running the ball in terms of Jalen Hurts, they also have a, a receiving core that is as dynamic as anything that we've seen in quite some time. You got Quez Watkins, one of the fastest guys in the league. You got um, A.J. Brown, who has just been balling. People had questions about, is he a number one? And he said, am I a number one? Let me go ahead and break this franchise record in year one to show you. You got Devontae Smith, who honestly, I think is becoming a little underrated with how good he is. But it's just the fact that when you're sharing a receiving room with A.J. Brown, it's a little tough to be seen as what you fully are. I don't know. I I think they give the Chiefs fits. I think that the Chiefs have a tough time. And and I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Matt Patricia, you still would never be forgiven for your crimes by me telling Darius Slay he wasn't elite and now he's playing like a top five corner years after that. Right. You're never going to be forgiven for that for me. So, I don't know. I, I think I think that if the Chiefs I, I, get anybody but the Eagles, I think they take it in the Super Bowl. But However, see, this if is they get the I, Eagles, I got them. This is how I feel, though. If the if Eagles see the Bucks, you know, I don't know if they really, you know, really... Really, really ease past the Bucks, you know. I don't think I think if they get the Cowboys, no brainer. But the Bucks, you know, Brady's Brady's been playing terrible this year. Don't get me wrong, and the, the Bucks have been a terrible organization, and they're under five hundred. But, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. One of the best things Brady is good at is controlling the pace of the game. Brady gonna be out there for a majority of the game. And the more Brady's out there, the less Jalen Hurts is out there. And I think that's how you beat the Eagles. Christopher Delroy DeBarge Allen. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, I, I'm going to say this. Brady and the teams that he's played on have done an amazing job at controlling the clock. But, of course, they have. He's had really good run, Well, not really good running games. But he's had really good schemes to allow that to happen. When you have Corey Dillon in the backfield, yeah, you can go ahead and control it. When you have uh, James White catching 16 passes out the backfield, yeah, you can go ahead and control it. By the way, it's still a Super Bowl record for receptions, and it belongs to a running back. Good for you, James White. But anyway, the fact of the matter is you can control the clock with that. Who do they have now that you look at and you say, with this offensive line and their backs, they can control the clock? I like Fortnite. I like him a lot. Too many injuries on that offensive line for me to look up and say, I trust them to go three yards in the cloud and dust this thing on out. I just I don't trust it. I don't trust. But I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again in the future. Who knows? I, I just think that the Eagles are again. The, I think that the 49ers are the only team that can stop them. But I don't think the 49ers can stop the Chiefs. I think that it's a rock paper scissors situation where it's like whoever gets there is like is is it's it's what it depends on to me. But that's just uh, my personal take on it. So let me ask y'all this. Which team do y'all think loses by the most in the first round in this super wild card round? Who do y'all think is a team that just this is a blowout waiting to happen? Um, I'm looking at Seattle. Mm. I know they played earlier in the year. I think earlier in the year when they played, it was uh only twenty I think it was twenty three seventeen and the 49ers won the last time they played. Mm-hmm. Um but I just see I just see uh, San Francisco kicking it to another level when it comes to the playoffs and I think that Seattle was a little burnt out running off of that high to where they barely made the playoffs um, right. I was looking at uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati too because I don't think Lamar Jackson is playing I think he's sitting this game out and he's he's getting paid he's getting paid a lot of money this offseason but the I don't think the Bengals offense has been fired enough this year like they were last year to run up uh, numbers against that Baltimore defense 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Chris, who do you think getting blew out by the most in, in this? Oh, uh, I absolutely think it's the Cincinnati Bengals destroyed. They're going to rip the Ravens in half and then step on them and then wipe their shoe off and then step on them again. That's how bad I think they're going to do the Ravens. It ain't even going to be close. Take the spread and then, you know what, you can even be risky and double the spread how bad they're going to do the Ravens. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That that And, you know, the crazy part is they tried to make this quarterback – Lamar Jackson brother so bad. They really tried to make him. They was like, oh, even the Lamar like Jackson Lamar. are the same guy. The offense, you can't tell the difference. The scoreboard can tell the difference. <laughs> Listen, they they struggle to put up yards, not points, yards. They've been struggling to put up yards in a four-quarter game. Like 200 yards is the line set for their passing game now. Like that 200 yards in this NFL where it's a more of a pass-first game, it's just wild to me. Wow. I'm surprised nobody took this game, but I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the liberty of taking this since nobody else is gonna do it. The Bills are gonna destroy the Dolphins. I don't know how the Dolphins. I think that's game. closer than what y'all think. Yeah, I think it's think, gonna be a pretty close game. I let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I don't think that's gonna be a close game. The Bills are riding. You talk about emotional highs. Ever since Demar Hamlin has like, you know, has been up and talking and moving. Yeah. I mean, the Bills have have. Think about it this way. The worst part of that Bills team that everybody talks about is their running backs. Everybody talks about the running backs being the liability. Running backs, the running backs, the running backs. They can't do nothing. The running backs can't do nothing. Do y'all know how they beat the Patriots in that last game of the season? Two kick return touchdowns by none other than running back Naheem Hines. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that team is riding off an emotional high. And, and on top of them riding off an emotional high, I the Dolphins just without Tua that team just gives it just gives off a lot of fraudulence. It, it, even with Tua, let me just say this: even with Tua, it gave off a lot of fraudulence. It gave yeah. off a lot of fraudulence. And down the stretch, think about this now: they barely beat the Jets eleven to six. Eleven. Uh. To six. Barely beat the Jets. Now, if we're talking, and don't get me wrong, the Jets defense is good. I was about to say, the Jets defense is real good, man. The Jets defense is amazing. They're amazing. Do you want to know the last time they allowed 11 points or less? Against the Bears, November 27th. It's been over a month. And granted, they did the same thing to the uh, Patriots the game before that. But again, I don't understand how if you're a playoff team, because if we're comparing the the Bears as the standard, the Bears didn't get in the playoffs. The 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 Patriots didn't get in the playoffs. The Broncos, who they held to nine points, didn't get in the playoffs. The Packers, who they held to 10 points, didn't get in the playoffs. Every team that is in the playoffs put up wicked numbers. Well, not wicked, but put up at least at least serviceable numbers against this team. Every other team that was in the playoffs put up at least serviceable. The least I'm seeing from any other playoff team is 17 points. That's the minimum. And the Dolphins, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. They put up at least 17 against the Jets, and the Dolphins could only score 11. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm telling you, them boys are in some trouble. They in some hot water. I'm – that – those – Dolphin Pack is finna be is you know remember when everybody was talking about pink dolphin go ahead and, and go ahead and, and book it book it now you're gonna be able to buy I, some I pink would, dolphin I if would you double that spread I, 
I would take the alt spread and give the Dolphins plus 15 and a half. I would. I would. I would would give them. I I believe the spread right now is what? Eight points? Is it eight? Eight and a half? Yeah. Something like that. I give them 15. Uh, Yeah. I I would take the alt spread and take 15 and a half. Yeah. I told everybody. And let me tell you this. And we're going to move on to our next segment here. But I'm going to tell you this. I told everybody when we were talking about uh, the national championship, everybody said, well, how much. Do you think it's going to be that bad of a blowout? And everybody thought Michigan was going to blow them out. I said, listen, Michigan is not used to being there. They're not used to being in that spot yet. They ain't, they ain't got fully accustomed to all the things that go into that yet. They thought that they was going to get cute and running Philly specials at the goal line when you got one of the best offensive lines in the nation. They thought it was time to get cute. That's why they lost to TCU. They didn't lose to TCU because they're not the better team. They lost because they got cute. Georgia knows what it takes to be there and win. Yeah. And speaking of, I mean, who let the dogs out? Put them back in their cage. This is ridiculous. This is the largest margin of victory in a national championship game, not just in the college football playoff era, not in the BCS era. This was the largest margin of victory in a national championship game Ever, ever, fellas, what do you walk away from this uh, from this bowl game or from this national championship thinking? Um, I'm walking away from this national championship thinking that Georgia. This is going to sound crazy to say because of the influx of talent that they have and the influx of talent that they're going to continue to have, but I think that Georgia got fairly lucky. Hmm. I think the only team that had the plausible pieces to beat Georgia was Michigan. And Michigan, I don't know if they took that game too easy against TCU, but they played probably their worst game of the season. They probably played the worst uh, game against, I believe it was Iowa that they just barely beat earlier this year. I know it was a Big Ten game. I can't exactly remember who. Mm -hmm. Um, And TCU played out of their minds. The reason I say that is if you look at their schedule for this past season and their schedule for their upcoming season, I never seen a team this dominant have such a weak schedule consecutive years in a row. <clears throat> Georgia has not once played a team as talented as Michigan or even as close to as talented as Michigan um, this entire season or the upcoming season. Do you know Lord, what Georgia's schedule is for this upcoming year? Tell tell it to me. Talk to me. UT Martin. Okay. Ball State. Should be a win. South Carolina. Should be a win. UAB. Shout out to Spencer Riley, by the way, with uh, South Carolina. (laughs) UAB. Okay. Should be a win. The Auburn uh, Auburn Tigers. They got getting a new coach. Should be a win. Kentucky Wildcats. Getting a new quarterback. Shout out to Devin Leary. Should be a win. Vanderbilt. Oh, boy. They got a football team still? <laughs> yes. Shout out to the young lady who was their kicker, Miss Fuller. Shout out to her. Florida. Mm, Billy Napier looking real uh, real iffy right now down there. Too much booger sugar in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. M- Missouri. Mm, shout out to Coach Drink. We love you on this show. You're a friend of the pod. But, uh, yeah, that was looking, looking steep, too. Ole Miss. Uh, shout out to Lane Kiffin and all them violations that we know he finna get in a couple years, but yeah, they, that shouldn't be a close game. Tennessee. Okay, that Joe Milton could do something. Right. Joe Milton could right. do something at the end of the year right there. Who knows? And they're ending the season with Georgia Tech. <clears throat> they're replacing their quarterback and their head coach. Uh, 
I'll, I'll see a way that 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 game is called clean old fashioned hate, and uh, that's gonna be a clean old fashioned whooping. They, they Georgia Tech finna get whooped like they stole something. So outside of Tennessee, I don't see a single team that they're gonna play next year that's gonna be ranked. Well, well, in the uh, SEC championship, they're probably gonna have to play Bama. They're they're probably gonna have either Bama or, or no, because yeah, the Bama or LSU is probably gonna be the team they have to play in the in the uh, conference championship. Right. So, so I I see. Georgia being in the same position next next year that they were this year, mm. but okay. twelve and all, what momentum going against Bama? Exactly, but I think that there are teams out there that can beat Georgia. Not a lot, but I think Michigan is one of those teams. And I'm not taking anything away from them. They whooped on TCU. That was an embarrassing game for TCU, but we all knew that TCU didn't belong there. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I think that um. Georgia has the potential to get punched in the mouth. But going back to that game, I think, you know, Georgia just has an influx of talent and they were playing against a team that played above expectations for most of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on after this national championship? Oh, uh, it was a good old, you know, one of them spankings, you know, one of them ones when you was young, young, your mama could lay you across the lap, take a, a little, little paint stick, you know, a little paint sticks you used to <laughs> back in the day and give you one of them whoopings, one of them ones up close and personal on your thigh that burn with the little Hey, Chris, wood. do we got to call CPS? It sound, call like it. It. Uh, it sound uh, like uh, it. It sound like it. No, no, no. A paint that stick. That 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 sounds pretty violent, yeah. my brother. Y'all don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the thin one that used to be like the one on the. I know what you're talking about. On the back of the church fan. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know. We know what they what they look like now. But it, you know, that little intense, little intense there, brother. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was one of them whoopings, you know. And I disagree, guy, wholeheartedly. Um, contrary to the public, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan is the team that got lucky, right? Ohio State, if you look at that team, top to bottom, Georgia, the reason, well, gives, let me ask you a question. What made Georgia really good this year? Um, I mean, their their defense was absolutely loaded again, but even more so than that, their, I don't even want to say their entire skill position because offensively, their running backs are nothing special their receivers are blah. They just have, their tight end group is probably one of the greatest ever assembled. One of the greatest ever. Okay, assembled. that that so. and to to me, off defensively is one thing. You know, they was the the best defense in the nation to me, hands down. Yeah, always yeah. always going to be one of the top three defenses. But mm-hmm. offensively, they were a quick quick offense. Is why I think they were really good. You know, they had a lot of guys leak out quick, get open quick. Ohio State put up forty plus on that defense. Yeah. Ohio State put up 40-plus on the defense. Now, I know Ohio State lost to Michigan or whatever, but that's a rivalry game. Rivalry games, I look at 50-50 games every time you look at a rivalry game. And Ohio State, to their standard, they had an off game. They had an off game against Michigan because they had a highs. The guy looked like they was going to run away with the Heisman Trophy. He had an off game. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be a top three draft pick. And their receivers were dropping passes they normally make in that, in, in that game against Michigan. No. I think Ohio State is the team that had the best upside against Georgia this year. So I actually think Michigan was the team that got lucky because I think if Michigan played Bama without their best running back, I think they wouldn't even score it against uh, – I mean, not Bama, Georgia. Georgia. I don't think they would have scored against Georgia. I, I'm going to say this. I walk away from this championship game thinking uh, one, one very simple thing. Coaches have got to stop putting their players in front of cameras without preparing them for certain things. (laughs) 
because a defensive end who was hurt, I believe his name is Nolan Smith of uh, Georgia, was asked, how does it feel to overcome controversy and doubters and all that? And he said, you know, y'all thought we was going to go seven and five, but here we are, national champs. Perfect. I'm done now so I can say this. <sighs> My brother in Christ, y'all started off the season as the number three ranked team in the nation. Y'all started off the season, according to Vegas, with the third best odds to win the national championship. <laughs> there were two teams, two, in all of America. There are 130 teams in the FBS. And there were only two teams that they said had a better chance of winning it all than you. And and for whatever reason, in your mind, that equated to people saying y'all were seven and five. This is why I get mad at coaches because they be setting their players up for failure. That young man was supposed to be a top 20, top 25 draft pick next year. They're going to have extra drug tests for him based upon that assessment. Just that statement alone. A player coming from Georgia saying, hey, man, you know, I... I, y'all thought we was going to go 75. They absolutely are looking, saying, yeah, get him. Test him when he gets to the combine. Test him again before he leaves the combine. As a matter of fact, test him when he's going into training camp, too. Throw a little razzle-dazzle into there. Throw a test in the middle of training camp because he ain't right. Wait, for, something ain't first right. off, Gibbs, did they hear the schedule that Guyton just read off? I mean, that was if, similar to their schedule this year. I was about to say, if you read their schedule from the same this schedule. year. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is not a knock on Georgia. I am not saying, oh, I don't believe in Georgia. Or they got lucky or da 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 da. They played some good teams this year. They whooped the wheels off of Oregon like we had never seen. That was one of their biggest wins of the year. They whooped the wheels off of Tennessee. Well, they beat Tennessee. They ain't whooped the wheels off them. But Hendon Hooker got hurt. They beat Tennessee. They beat LSU. I almost whooped the wheels off. 20 point victory. You're in whoop the wheels off territory. But they they did their thing. This is not a knock on them at all. Dominating the national championship the way they did. The largest point spread ever for a national championship as far as prediction goes. Nobody else was a two-touchdown favorite. And for them to win by a larger margin than we've ever seen, this is not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying coaches love to feed their players all this motivation and nobody believes in this, nobody respects it. That's why everybody hates Dabo Sweeney. Because when Clemson was on top, he was saying, nobody believes in us. Nobody thinks we're good. You got Deshaun Watson, bro. Everybody believes in you. Everybody believes in you. I'm sorry to tell you that. You got Trevor Lawrence, yeah. a guy who was who would have been the number one pick if he could have came out his sophomore year. You, you People believe in you. And that's okay. That's okay. But stop setting these players up for failure. Stop setting these players up for failure. And I'm going to tell you this. With the schedule you just put and what we're looking at for next year, is a three-peat possible for Georgia? And do you see it happening? Um, A three-peat is possible for Georgia. They're going to be the one seed at the end of next season. And they're, they're running it off. They're three-peating. Mm. Three-peat. Okay. Back to back to back, like Kobe and Shaq, like Jordan and and, and Pippen. This, that's how we roll it. Chris, what you got? Three P? No three P. When the last time a three P happened in in college football? I, it's probably probably OU. Maybe back when uh, back when they had uh, Barry Switzer and whatnot. I, I don't know. I I let's look it up. Last three P in college football. Let's look it up. But go ahead, Chris. I just don't see like footballs, especially the college football playoffs, without them changing the draft or changing, expanding it. It's tough, man, because Bama gonna retool and get better. 
Michigan, they seem to find themselves relevant now, even though it took them a while longer than it should have. Ohio State going to be there. It, it's just so me. TCU, they got a trash schedule again. They probably going to be there. Um, I mean. There, there was one three-peat ever in, in college football. That's history what I'm saying, you know. Since, I, since they've acknowledged, um, or rather since 1900, there's been one three-peat ever. And I That's know that y'all would not know the school who did it. Take a guess. I give y'all both five guesses. Take a guess. I'm trying to think of the 30s. It was in the 30s. Yes. It was from 34 through 36. Michigan? No, but close. I'm thinking Michigan, Iowa, or Minnesota. Damn it, you got it right. Minnesota. Cool. 34 through 36, three-peat it. This is why I hate Josh, bro. Why do you have all this knowledge in your I brain? don't know, bro. I need to go with Jeopardy and get some bread or you something. You need to bro. go. Remember when they had the Sports Jeopardy show? <laughs> yeah. Boy, if they would bring that back, I, oh, I would be running it up. I got whatever on my dog. This the, uh, <laughs> what was what was our boy named who won like a million dollars? It was Ken something. It oh, yeah. Ken, Ken, Ken Burns. Uh, this See, this is the Ken Burns of this thing, man. <laughs> this the Ken. But yeah, uh, Minnesota won three. But that's that's pretty much it. Right. And, and when you see stuff like that, I find it hard to believe, especially because Georgia going to lose a lot of players to the draft. They're going to have a lot more freshmen on the team. Uh, I know that defense going to take a hit from the draft because a lot of them guys are older, I think, on that defense. So mm-hmm. I don't see it really happening, especially the way uh, college players are revolving doors in the college football world nowadays. Um, you know, uh, Deion Sanders going to Colorado might change a lot of recruits to go that way too. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I I think that there is one very big reason that uh, Georgia could very possibly three P. Yes, you've got uh, yeah, you've got the situation where they're going to be losing a lot of players and all that. They're not going to lose a player who's been hailed as one of the best tight end prospects of all time, Mister Brock Bowers. That man has been dominating since his true freshman year, and he is only getting bigger, stronger, and faster. And they only keep coming up with more ways to get him the ball. Have y'all ever seen, and I'm not talking about a jet sweep. I mean a genuine reverse ran to a tight end, where the tight end is circling back 10 yards in the backfield before receiving the ball. Never. I had never seen that before Brock Bowers, and I don't Uh, think we'll see it again. For quite I some think the time. Chiefs did it with Kelsey one time, one time. Andy Reid I mean, do crazy stuff though. And, and even if we give him that credit, we're talking about something that we have all been watching sports for years. I was a football junkie growing up, still am to a certain degree. And I'm telling you that when I saw him, like not only that they run that play, but that that play is like a regular thing in their offense. That's crazy. That is that is insane. That is, and yet. It works every time it pops for about 15 to 20 yards. And that that man amongst boys is coming back for another year because he literally can't leave. He's too young. They won't let him. Um, yeah. Uh NCAA, y'all, y'all got some problems on your hands. Uh you <laughs> they, know, and, they're the same uh, age as Chris at quarterback in college. 
T- let me tell you. Let me tell you that their quarterback is old as dirt. He, you know, <laughs> I mean, he need to update his LinkedIn profile because after next year, I'm waiting for Kia Stetson Bennett of uh, Kia. I mean, um, Stetson Bennett Kia of Athens, Georgia. I'm waiting for that to open up. You know what I mean? Somebody gonna probably cop a soul from there and just say go dogs, even though they already got a car, just because they <laughs> like them. But the reality is that team. I think that they're probably gonna be back based upon that schedule y'all just told me. The only team that had a shot is Tennessee. And with that being said, you might question, is their jaw going to be a little soft in the playoffs? But then you look at next year and talk about, well, who's going to be good next year? What team in the NCAA is going to be really, really good that's going to scare the lights out of you next year? I think Michigan has the potential to be there because they're bringing back McCarthy and Corb and, and bringing back a good offensive line and all that good stuff. I think that maybe Clemson has the potential to be there with Klubnik getting a year older, but they're losing a ton on that defensive line, and I don't know if they got what it takes to get there. USC could be really good next year, but that's that's literally three teams. Like I, And mind you, those three teams are all one injury away from not being very good. If something happens to Caleb Williams, congratulations, USC. Y'all are no longer in the running. If something happens to Blake Corum again, baby, y'all are not going to beat Georgia. Sorry to tell you. It's not in the cards for you, buddy. Not going to happen. Clemson, again, we're counting on Kay Klubnik being really good next year if that's going to be a story. The Big 12, I don't think they have anybody. I just don't. I don't think they have anybody that's like worth all that trouble and commotion. So, uh, yeah, I could easily see a, a three-peat happening here. I could definitely see it happening. I'm not saying it would be good or bad for the sport, but I could definitely see it happening. Now, we got to talk about one more thing before we get to uh, the NBA scoring problem. The Packers talked the big talk. They knew they were getting into the playoffs. They said, all we got to do is beat the Lions, and it don't matter what Seattle does. We're in. When and we're in. That's it. Against the Lions in Lambeau. And let me tell you this. As a Lions fan. Crazy, too. As a Lions fan, we've seen this story. It's the tale as old as time. The same old Lions go into Green Bay. Green Bay needs a win to seal it. Green Bay needs a win to get the number one seed. They need a win to get the playoffs. They need some type of win for some reason. The Lions come in there. They get the W. But Motor City, Dan Campbell. But my man, my head coach, Motor City Dan Campbell, he told them folks, hey, listen, with all due respect, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, take this win up off you. And uh, I hope that if this was Aaron Rodgers' last game ever here, I I hope that y'all, uh, you know, loved on him good while you were here, okay? Because, uh, you know, this is one of those moments where you, you look up and you see that the Packers have lost the game and uh, the Lions – Come away with a winning record on the season after starting one and six, and they boot the Packers out the playoffs. Fellas, what were your thoughts coming away from that game? Uh, my thought, my thoughts coming away from that game was glory be to God. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> happy days <laughs> from who no. all blesses flow, the source of all love. No man, it's just um, as a Lions fan, as a football fan, as somebody that's not from Green Bay, there's not a lot of things that I hate. Uh, in my life more than more than the Green Bay Packers. Not a lot of yeah. things I hate in my life more than more than Aaron Rodgers. And um I'm glad that we were the team to put them out of the playoffs, especially after multiple times in my life where it was clearly an agenda that Green Bay needed to beat Detroit, regardless of how talented we might have been that year. Um 
it was happy to put them out and and I wanted I wanted us to to kill them the day that I forget who the sideline reporter was, but they say, look, Aaron Rodgers, you got, you know, two teams in your division that's that's above 500. And Aaron Rodgers was like, well, only, let's not jump the gun. Only one of them is 500. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was a lot of trash talk. Um, I forget what player on the Lions got injured, but a, a trainer coming onto the field. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. And, 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 and bumping Green Bay players, pushing a trainer. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, uh, I can't. I can't wait until next year. I can't wait until next year because I know Green Bay is going to be in last place. Oh, I, I, I know. I know they're going to be in last place. I can feel it in my soul. Every person in Wisconsin is going to be sick. Every every uh, NFL referee is going to be sick, and mm. they're. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't wait, and I'm glad that one we were able to put them out of the playoffs. I'm sick. We didn't make the playoffs, but Geno Smith got in there, and I I, I want to see Geno Smith succeed. So yeah. you know what. Uh, I'm I'm very happy to see that, and I just want to say once again that I hate the Green Bay Packers. Chris, I'm gonna cut in front of you here because as a as a Lions fan that you know, been through the ups, been through the down, got my Barry Sanders jersey in the closet, got my Lions beanie as well. I just want to say that the Lord didn't have to do it; He didn't have to do it. But I'm so glad that He did. <laughs> Let me tell you something: I have never liked the Packers. I've always hated. Them. And, you know, you've always had to kind of respect them because, like, regardless of how much you didn't like them, they were just good. They were just – they were good. Brett Favre, Vermont Green, um, the the guy who's in the coat now, what uh, – Bia Bajamila, he, they, they were just good. They were just B.J. Raji and company, Clay Matthews and company. They were really, really good. There was nothing you could do. Darren Sharper in the game. You could hate them on Charles Woodson. You could dislike them all you wanted. Let's but see, they at least earned the right. Real quick, before you uh, can continue, just in football lore, when you say Darren Sharper, what else do you have to say? Hey, please. <laughs> please. Okay. That's, That's the hard and hit safety in the league. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the other thing. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No. You can say that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But long story short. Yes, bro. You've always had it. What? Well, it's the same thing with Kellen Winslow. Like, you kind of can't talk about him without talking. <laughs> Long story short, it's it's such a great time. Such a great time. Such To see such arrogant Packers fans go ahead and take an L. What a time. What a time. What an exciting time. I'm happy. This is beautiful. I enjoy it. It makes my heart smile. It, it does. It does. But I think the biggest thing um, as far as this goes for me is it really is kind of a changing of the guard. Because remember when Brett Favre retired and we were like, or not retired, when he left the Packers and we were like, yay, it's a change of the guard. It's over. And then Aaron Rodgers came and it was like, <sighs> it was like that scene in Megamind where Titan was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not here to save you. This is more like under new management. That's, <laughs> that's what it felt like. And uh, now we actually are like, this is over. This is over for the Packers. Like, this is their whole thing done. Not, not going to be a thing anymore. So it's going to be beautiful to see them sell off and trade off assets over the next couple of years. I uh, hope Jair Alexander goes somewhere good. You know, shout out to my good brother in the bond, uh, Jair Alexander. I hope he goes to a team that loves on him and, and he plays great quarterback over there. But anyway, <clears throat> what a time. What a time to be alive. Chris, go ahead. Give us your thoughts on this game. 
No, you know, I'm happy for the Lions, man. I'm happy for the Lions. They got a lot of players in some heart. But I will say this. I will say this. We saw the power of hard knocks. There's a lot of Lions fans that came out of left field this mm-hmm. year. We saw the power of hard knocks. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I'm not going to say y'all y'all not worthy of being a bandwagon team, but it's a lot of teams that disrespected the Lions a lot of years. A lot of yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. They dropped yeah. one season in hard knocks. So let's see what they, they, you know, the Cardinals one coming out this year. So let's see, let's see, let's see how they do the Cardinals, how the Cardinals hard knocks out. You know, listen, let's see, I'm, let's I'm see. A, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I will be an official flag bearer of the uh, Lions fandom. We welcome all bandwagon fans. We welcome you. We welcome you. Come on. Come on in. Have a seat. The weather's fine over here. We play in the dome, baby. Come on. Have a seat. I remember there was a year in my childhood where the, the team I played for won more games at Ford Field than the Lions did. Okay? So if anybody got the right to tell you, hey, you can come on the Lions fan. I think that I'm somewhere in that category. Come on, the Lions fan. Come on. I don't care what little jokey jokes you was making or whatever the case may be. We up now. We up now. Uh-huh. Come on. Come join the bandwagon. <laughs> Come on. Come on. We got two first-round picks next year. We had a winning record this year. Got two first-round picks next year. Come on. Come to, come join the bandwagon. And, and if you really think about it, only two players in NFL history have picked off Aaron Rodgers three times in the season. Our fourth-round pick, Kirby Joseph and Brian Erlacher. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. It's, the weather's fine over here. Come on. Come on over. Oh, by the way, um, as much as we talk about how good Sauce Gardner and uh, Stingley have been this year, you know who has more interceptions than both of those guys? Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> come on over. Come on over. The weather's fine. The weather's fine. That 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 big play guy, Jamison Williams, guess what? He's He's been great since he's been back, ain't he? The weather's oh, fine over man. here. Oh, man. Come y'all hear what y'all hear what uh, happened though with Jameson Wilson? What? What happened? So basically, remember that touchdown that got called back? Mm-hmm. Basically, just about seventy-two percent of betters that betted on that game picked him to get the first touchdown, and they called it back. It was oh. a riot on FanDuel sports betting page. It you know because Lions fans them the one kind of fans like you don't like. Okay, you got. You got your Celtics fans, then you got your mm-hmm. Lions fans. Them mm-hmm. the two fan bases you don't, and Pistons fans too. Because when when Jalen Green said that about Detroit, they, hey, Detroit fans. Listen, listen, listen. You don't say stuff to Detroit fan base uh, groups. You know, when I tell you, fan dude had to start blocking Detroit Lions fans on Twitter, it got out of hand. Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. If I oh, if I ever goodness. if I ever see Jalen Green in person, all I'm gonna say is K better and just like keep it pushing. Like that's it. Yeah. That's hey, bro, K better than you. See you later. That's it. You know what I mean? That's that's all. That's all right. I ain't gonna ask to take a picture or nothing like that because like who are you? K is better. But anyway, um, yeah. Have, have, a, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Now speaking of the NBA, we are gonna end it right here. Donovan Mitchell dropped 71. We have more 50-point games this season so far than I believe we've seen in quite some time before the All-Star break. And Peja Stoyakovic once averaged 24 points in a season. And if he was averaging that right now, he would not be inside the, what, top 30? He would be outside the top 30? Is that No, correct? no, he would be like 24, 25. Yeah. 24, 25, averaging 24 to 25 points per game. Fellas, does the NBA have a scoring problem? Have they veered too far to like the free movement 
and, you know, up and down the court, uh, quick lifestyle type ball. Nope. Not at all. Mm. Not at all. Mm. Not one bit. Um, the issue is a lot of old heads see um, this. They, they see what's in front of them. They see the amount of scoring and their first instinct is not to think like, man, these guys are really talented. Their first instinct is to think like, oh, this wouldn't happen back in my day. Well, first of all, the players simply weren't as talented as they were, you know, now. That's the evolution of things. Things evolve. Things get better over time. If you take the 20th best player in the NBA right now, he's an MVP candidate if you drop him in 1991. That's just the facts of it. I'm not disrespecting any really? prior. D-Book would be a, 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 um, a MVP candidate? D-Book in- a- averaging 35 in 1992. Ooh, interesting. And y'all know how much I dislike D-Book. Spicy. Spicy. That's that, that's just the evolution of things. You I don't got think to see. You dislike D book that much. You, 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 it's a lot of players in the league I could name that guy. You know, it's guy. It's people in the league that guy. Just I don't hates. know. I don't know a no, bunch of guys. I, I think the only person that might be a, a above D book at this point is Chris Paul. Like at this point, I hate everybody on the Suns no, roster no, okay, except okay. Mikael Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Pascal Siakam, another one you you just like you you don't like either. It's not that I, I dislike Pascal, Pascal Siakam. It's just like put a different move. Like like he equipped gold. He had three. He had three finishing badges, and he put them all on acrobat. <laughs> <laughs> and he double he he double square every time what's he drives to the, the rack. Uh, what's the uh, spin one with the post spin? Post spin technique. It's not even a post spin. He run into the rack and pressing double X, and he hitting every that spin time. move into the layup. Every time, boy. Every time. Good for him. Good for him in that spin, boy. But it's, it's just things evolve over time. And also, it's a parody I keep issue. thinking about that meme. I keep thinking about gorilla, that meme. When the, gorilla, <laughs> when the gorilla was spinning in a circle. They said, Pascal Siakam every time he get the ball. <laughs> but I, I think currently in the NBA, we have a parody issue. Mm-hmm. Not a mm-hmm. not a, a scoring issue because we can all agree that basketball is the most popular that it's ever been right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when something is popular, more people gravitate to it, more people are attracted to it, so more people are going to want to play. Which is why there's a reason that it's hard to find basketball unless you're a star. You're not going to make it in the current NBA over the age of thirty. By the time you hit about thirty, thirty-one, you're off the team. It's no vets. The oldest player on the Pistons, uh, Bogdanovich, who's what 27, 28? It's a lot of nah, it's a lot. He, he he older. He older than that. But but I it's, was just about to say, but it's like a lot of play- whooping his behind. <laughs> but I'm saying it's nah, a lot of about 34, bro. It's a lot of it's a lot of teams out there who have one to two 30-year-olds, maybe. And if you look at it a, a decade ago, it's teams who entire core were in their early 30s, making deep playoff runs and had veterans on a team. So I think mm-hmm. it's just a parody issue because if you look at basketball in the 80s, there was an absurd amount of scoring of basketball in the 80s. Right. Because you only had, what was it, 20, 24 teams at the time, I want to say? Mm-hmm. I want to say it was 24 teams at the time. You brought over the ABA players and you had players like Alex English to average 30 for a decade. You had yeah. players like Mark Aguirre, which if you think Another good brother at the bottom, by the way. <laughs> if you think of star players, you don't think of like a Mark Aguirre or something like that. But if you look at it, he was averaging 28 a game. Yeah, There's a lot of players out there that was averaging ridiculous scores. And within the next decade from 19, uh, like 89 to, to the early 2000s, the NBA added 
five teams because the league got more popular. There was too much talent. So therefore, the, the scores thin out. It wasn't necessarily defense-based, but if you got a team, a superstar team like the Lakers, and they're playing against the Bobcats, who just had an expansion draft, and their best player is Ramon Sessions, yeah, it's going to look like the defense is better because the Bobcats just score 75 points. But if you look at the worst team, is you can't tell me any team in the NBA right now where you don't see a player that can drop 40 on any given night. No team. Name me any team in the NBA. Shout out to Ramon Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> only, team, only, team that I, only team that I say, it's like, no way. Like, no way. Well, no, nah, even them, though. You know, it's, you can name me no team in the NBA right now where they don't have one player that's giving you 40. The Pistons right now? Sadiq Bey has had a game over 40 points. Oh, right? he has. He has. That's fair. A healthy cut, Kate Cunningham is giving you forty. A healthy Kate is giving. I, 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 I was gonna say San Antonio. Oh yeah, San Antonio. Well, do it. No, my yeah. man scored forty early this year. Um, Vasily uh, or Vasily? Nah, yeah, that, he no. didn't score forty. He had thirty-five, but he ain't had forty. But that's that's oh, a lot of points. Boy. I'm just saying the Spurs. The only okay, yeah, Keldon Johnson. Right. Keldon Johnson is giving you forty. Oh, Kelton Johnson's had 40-point games before? Kelton Johnson is giving you 40. In all fairness, in all fairness, Kelton Johnson did make the Olympic team, too. He did He's a bucket. He's a bucket. But I don't think right. he dropped 40 this year. I don't think he dropped 40. We have to see. We have to see. Man. The Spurs Man. the only team where it's like, I don't see nobody giving you 40 on that team. What so, about the Magic? Could you see Paolo giving you 40 at this yeah, point? Yeah. I don't know. Paolo is sure Paolo. giving you 40. I don't know if Paolo give you 40 he in done had, game. He done had a string of 30-point games already, bro. That's what I'm saying. I think he get 30. I don't know if 40 is like nah, there Paolo for him right give now. You 40, bro. And then they got Terrence Ross on the Magic who done had 50. Oh, my God. Get Terrence Ross I'm just saying. He, he <laughs> done did it. He done did it. That's fair. That's fair. So I think it's just an a, a influx of talent. This is the most talented that we've ever seen in the league. We're literally watching an MVP race that's between eight people. We've never seen this before. By this point in the season, it's three players max who are going to be like, yo, that's the MVP. Yeah. By this time last year, it was Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. Nobody yeah. else was in the MVP conversation. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. If you look at even, even a decade ago, a decade ago was 2013. Literally by this time in the year, we was like, oh, LeBron. Wait, it was Bronze. Yeah, it was Bronze. Yeah, LeBron was MVP. Point. By the time we got to oh, January, yeah. we were like, oh, yeah, LeBron's MVP. It's his MVP. Everybody it's, else go it's, home. It's seven home. to eight players in the league right now who, if the season ended today, any of them can win MVP. That's fair. It's just an influx of talent. The NBA needs to expand. It's as simple as Although that. Although one of them is uh, very tall and very injury prone and is now taking MRIs for his knee. I'm just saying. Somebody might have warned folks that seven foot tall and bone thin was going to break down <laughs> in the 30s. But that's neither here nor there. Chris, is this a scoring problem with the NBA? What's going on? You know, this subject is actually hot right now. So I'm going to rewatch this pod and put a lot of clips on social media because this is a hot topic right now. So, you know, it's easy to say stuff like that when you see, say, Gilgis Alexander sit out and the Thunder still scored 147 points in the NBA game, right? It's mm-hmm. easy to say, yes, it's a scoring problem. But honestly, I think the game has gained so much popularity and it, the work ethic has rose to the point where, you know, if we look back, Jordan work ethic, Kobe's work ethic, to be honest with you, for the, the, the superstars in the league, that's pretty much the average work ethic now in the NBA. That's pretty much the average work ethic. Now, Kobe might be a little excessive, but Jordan for short. Jordan for short. Jordan for well, short. Well, yeah, but Jordan was different. He was like... yeah. 
Yeah, but but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is Twitter was around. Imagine Brian getting caught out in the club drinking and smoking the night before like a playoff <laughs> game. Like it's a different ball game. It's a very different right, game. right, right. But what I'm what I'm saying is the attention to detail, the the technology has evolved. Where the amount of film that these players watch, the amount of studying of the game these players do, and the amount of training that they put in now, they're supposed to be doing this. You know, they're, like this wasn't done in the past. That's why the game is different. Like the reason why it's so much offense is because you can't guard nobody. You literally, you could say, Giannis, stop Jason Tatum from getting 25 points. Yeah. That's a tough task to do. He he literally cannot stop. Ta- if either Tatum would shoot the three, he get to the basket, shoot the mid range, put him in the post, and he still has enough tricks in his bag where you cannot stop him from getting twenty five in a four quarter game. You know, and that's where I think the game has gotten to. Where it's not that the game is have an offense problem; it's just that the game has evolved to the point where you you understand that you can't guard somebody. So now. Let's keep up the pace with somebody. Let's keep up with what that what that other team's offense is going to do. If we can match them bucket for bucket, eventually they'll wear out or we'll wear out. And eventually a winner will be decided. That's my take on it. You know? I'm a t I'ma take this to another sport to help explain what's happening. The Jets right now are the Jets with Rex Ryan just without a Gucci belt. They're literally <laughs> virtually identical. Virtually identical. But do y'all remember where Rex Ryan took those Jets? To a couple AFC championship games. Yeah. This Jets team didn't make the playoffs. Why? They couldn't score. They couldn't keep up. What does that mean, Ken? What does that have to do with this conversation? Y'all are both right, but you're both missing a bigger picture here. All of every sport, every sport, we talked about this with baseball and banding shifts. Every single sport is more so than ever fully gearing towards how do we make the most money? How do we get the most eyes on our game? And while purists like a certain thing, while purists may like, oh man, that was a really good defensive rotation. Oh my God, that was a really great weave drill. They just ran on that fast break. Oh, a fast break with only two passes and a good finish at the rim. I love it. While the purists like that, the people who are the, the casuals like the LaMelo ball point at the logo and shoot from there. That's what the casuals like. Yeah. The game is not meant for us. It's not being designed for us because guess what? They know. Think about it this way. If the game, if they decided to fully cater to the purists, you still get the purists watching, but you don't get the casuals. If you capitulate completely to the casuals and give them everything that they want, the purists are still going to watch. So you didn't lose them by making it for the, the casuals. That's what's happening. The game is being spread out. All of these new rules are being put in place. And yes, partly it is for player safety. Sure, some of it is. But some of it, that transition take file rule. What part of player safety is that about? Don't worry. I'll wait. What player got hurt because the team was like, oh, they finna go in transition. Let me file them real quick. Nobody. But you know what did happen? A dunk was just eliminated. Somebody was going to tomahawk. Somebody was going to windmill. Somebody might have 360. Somebody might have been wide open in the corner for a three. Something would have happened that was exciting. That is now taken away. A team has to set up their offense and run a set because of that foul. 
So what did the NBA do? Oh, no, 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 no. They're still going to have possession and they're going to get a shot. How about that? Again, yeah. these the game is very simply being designed in a manner that is going to produce high scores. So what? What about it? I mean, so if you're looking at it from a standard standpoint of that is problematic, then sure, the NBA has a problem. If you look at saying more offense is a problem, then yes, the NBA has an offense problem. Sure. But again, this is not an accident. This is not a mistake. This is not just a, hmm, this is a random act of God. And this has nothing to do with anything that is a deliberate, intentional thing by the league. Then you're out of your mind. The league wants this. It's what sells jerseys. We just talked about the league being more popular than it's ever been. And this is the highest score that we've seen since the 80s. Yeah. There's a reason. And what generation is often credited with saving the NBA? The 80s. Like, that's just how it works. People want to see Showtime. They want to see the fast break. They want to see the lights. They want to see the dunks. They want to see the 30.3s. The NBA is giving it to them. So that's my take on this thing. And uh, we know y'all tired of us talking about the 80s and Alex English and the other stuff that they had going on in the 80s. That was probably uh, why they called the Bulls the traveling redacted circus. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,